Hey everybody, this is Tnashe. We are back with the Tegzim podcast. And is is becoming usual. I am joined by Rufaro. Say hi. Bonjour, mes amis. Hi guys. I said uh, say hi, not, <laughs> not some foreign language. Well, I'm learning French. I gotta use it somewhere, no? You're on day what now? I'm on day 127, I think. Ah, okay. Good for you. Good for you. So yeah, um, uh, you might be wondering what what we're talking about. So Rufari and I are, are using Duolingo to to learn languages. He's learning French. I'm learning Portuguese. Portuguese. Yeah, and yeah, I'm whoa, I'm way above where he is. I'm 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 above two hundred days in. So excited about that! I can follow Port- Portuguese. <laughs> But yeah, Rufaro, talking of languages, um, well, you also are proficient in several other languages that are not spoken languages. What are those? Um, so uh, you're referring to programming languages, you know, the languages that we use to talk to computers, essentially. Telling a computer, mm-hmm. hey, I want you to do... A, B, C, D, um, and yeah, things like that. So there are different types. Um, There are web programming languages like JavaScript, PHP, ones you use for creating mobile apps like um, Java, Kotlin, and Swift for iOS apps. There are a lot of programming languages, essentially. And I know a couple, yeah. Okay, so so that's actually what we're talking about today. the need or maybe importance for kids to learn programming and by kids we're talking of hey from from toddlers um and up to school going age and and beyond uh so i guess this is a fake question if i ask you do you think it's important i think i know your answer i'll ask anyway (laughs) yes i think it's important Maybe the why would be more interesting to hear. Mm. Mm. Yeah, what's, what's your why? I have a completely different why, I think, from, from your why. why. Why is it important for kids to learn programming? So for me, um, as someone who learned programming not through the traditional way, I would say the most important thing, uh, it's not the money prospects. Like, you know, they say, yeah, uh, being a software developer, you earn a lot. But it's more of, it actually helps you become a better problem solver, which is a skill that you can apply anywhere you go. And you also become resilient and persistent. So with programming, sometimes things won't work the first time, but you don't give up and you just keep trying. I would say those two things are the biggest lessons I've learned, which I think Mm -hmm. learning from a young age will carry you through life. No matter whether you end up becoming an accountant or a doctor or something else that has nothing to do with programming. Mm. Well, so interesting. So you actually stole my thunder because I thought you were going to focus on the, oh, well, programming is so important because uh, the world is going to tech, uh, blah, 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 blah. So I was hoping I'll be the one who focuses on the softer uh, elements to it. <laughs> Well, I won't apologize, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's, it's one of those things that I 
learned over time. So like, of course, when you start, uh, when I started it, it was, I wanted to be the next, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, you know, uh, or Steve mm-hmm. Jobs, you know, build this tech company and make billions and billions of dollars. Uh, mm-hmm. And I got into it and I discovered, oh no, actually I'm not into this for the money. I actually just enjoy building things. And as I did it more, I started to discover, oh, actually, I am not continuing with this simply for the money prospects. Um, but yeah, uh, there is a lot of money to be made because the world is going tick. I mean, you wake up, uh, one of the first things you're going to interact with is a device or an app, whether you're opening mm-hmm. WhatsApp or Twitter, or if you're like me, you're going, hey, and then insert assistant name. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to just Hey, Google. <laughs> you see, I didn't want to trigger people's assistance. But like you're interacting <laughs> with all this cool tech, right? And it's good to appreciate how it works and things like that. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. I mean, with the, with the software eating the world side of things that, you know, I'd, the whole world is... is, is, is interacting with with technology well in increasingly more ways uh you know when you talk of uh, your uber via stuff i mean it's it's really real world stuff moving from point a to point b but for you to do that now you can you have the option to to, to deploy technology at some point uh to help you with that so it's it's, it's interesting and i think that's or obviously continue but i mean i'm I'm also very interested in the softer side of things so besides what you what you mentioned about resilience and stuff um i think uh coding because i i want to draw from the example that you said uh that uh then you can learn coding and then go on to become an accountant so i believe right now there is a lot of inefficiency in the way that applications are built. Mm. Um, so an accountant goes to a Rufaro who is a developer and says, hey, develop an accounting software for me. Rufaro asks the accountant, oh, okay, so what, what do you want it to do? Uh, okay, what does it, how does your job go? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, that's so inefficient and i think it's resulting in applications that are not as powerful as they could be because the developer is not an accountant so they don't know all the details the accountant is not a developer so they don't know that this person needs this much detail you know and in fact uh generally we tend to take certain things for granted to say, oh, okay. Even when he says, tell me everything, he doesn't really mean everything. Yeah. So, and the accountant will still be impressed with the final product because it's doing, oh, it can do A, B, C, D, but he or she doesn't know that, uh, well, yeah, it can do that, but it could have also done extra things. Yet you fed more detail to this. So there's that inefficiency. So I believe that the best people to build applications now are people who are within those professions. So a medical application should be built by a medical person. 
so is accounting and and i believe that's that's going to be the trend they so so coding becomes just another skill i don't know if that makes sense it does and probably means i have to you know backtrack my life and go become a doctor <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because yeah, yeah uh, it does make sense and yeah there's a lot of uh things that can get lost in translation like what you're saying like because you're a dev you're not in the accounting field or medical field you're told mm-hmm. something and the person telling you think thinks you understood but then you mm-hmm. interpret it in the wrong way and it's sort of been like it's inefficient also in the case of it will make the process of development take longer because now you're doing yep. this back and forth that's mm-hmm. not necessary in terms of if everyone understood you would have cut the development time so it's not just inefficient in, in the final product it's out mm-hmm. there but it's not the best thing for mm-hmm. the job but even in the process of building mm-hmm. yeah so 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 to me like coding becomes something as basic and essential as teaching numerics eh all of us do math in in school um you know uh, some don't proceed much beyond there but still there is some some math that we do some arithmetic at least the daily manipulations you know how to add stuff or to do that i believe such basics in terms of programming are important so even if it's not you the accountant who is going to be coding and building this accounting application uh but you will be in a position to understand how to communicate with the developer you can you can cut through their bs you know yeah or maybe you can even design the algorithm yourself without you know being so proficient in the actual coding but you may know how to you know lay out the algorithm and give it to this person who then interpret it into code so uh i believe that coding is essential at that fundamental level yeah yeah makes sense uh makes sense so other than <laughs> what is it yeah well <laughs> it's like you're thinking uh, what well, does it make sense or does it make sense it does make sense yeah it does make sense yeah so so i mean um uh what's the right age do the right age out uh maybe before you answer that uh when did you start learning how to code I started when I was uh 17. Uh so that's around ah I won't <laughs> I won't age myself. <laughs> yes, I started when I was 17. Oh so that's around last year. <laughs> <laughs> um so I was pretty late to the game. Um but there were a computer computer logic computer lessons uh but that was mostly theoretical stuff. uh not mm. like actual 
practical building an app or a website or this thing. It was just, yeah, yeah, the computers, the work like the things like logic gates and yeah, you know, the theory of the stuff. Mm. But yeah, so in yeah. and I would say um, that's late uh, mm. for me. I would probably put it at around grade two-ish. That's, that's when you're what, eight? Eight or nine? Grade two is your seven. Your seven. Grade two, your seven. Wow. Uh, mm. Okay. So yeah, around that age. But you could even start earlier than that. Because there are ways to teach programming that you're not actually doing it in a writing if statements and stuff, mm. but it's block-based programming. So where... Like a, scratch. A, yes, like scratch, exactly. Uh, so where you're just dragging blocks, and if you can read English, you make sense of it. And we all learn English at a young age, and we start knowing how to read and write from an early age. So you could even mm. push it... Uh, to that age when someone is able to read and write uh, with by using this block-based um, languages like Scratch. Mm. You know what? What you've just said there is now making me go off on a tangent. Okay, how, I'll permit you. <laughs> how far? How far does you know our situation? in Zim and, and, and across the continent really affect us in that, you know what, we, we don't learn in our mother tongues. And, cause I mean, if, if before a kid is proficient in, in English, they, whilst they still just understand their mother tongue, which in my case is Shona, uh, why should that hinder that kid from from learning some of this the logic of things uh, so your question is if a, if a child knows Shona why shouldn't they learn programming in Shona or something like that yep, yep. Uh, for, there's no reason for them not to but then the tricky thing with programming is that most of the languages are in English and it made or it makes sense to me why that's like that because you're going to be collaborating with different people from different countries and English is kind of like a global language that everyone has to speak and ah dude kids in Japan are they coding in English I am not actually sure with the Japanese they could be <laughs> A Japan programming language, a language in Japanese programming language. No, so, so so because remember, remember the programming languages themselves are languages, so they're they're completely linguistical uh, realities, in a, in a, in and of themselves. So the English is actually in, an interpretation of a language. That is logical because at the end, every language is just a series of logic. Mm. We ascribe meaning to this specific sound. And then when you join it with that other sound, it then starts to mean that other new thing. You know, that's, that's, that's language, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so I, I, I believe I am, I remember reading somewhere actually, 
what is it about? Um, some some guy. Oh yes, yes, the guy who founded Shopify. Mm. You remember its name? His name? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that guy, he's Germany. Canadian now. He he lives in Canada, and I think he's now a Canadian citizen, or perhaps a Canadian permanent resident, married a Canadian and stuff. Um, Tobias. Yes, yes. Tobias Lifchin, something like that. Yeah, I um, not going to butcher his name. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that guy. Um, so I was listening to an in- a, a podcast, uh, an interview of him. And he was talking about how he he wasn't proficient in English then. So you'd communicate with other coders just through the code. Okay. So you'd understand the code and interpret it in German. So the, I think the biggest, the bigger problem, Rufaro, in this case is that there is no interpretation of C or Java or JavaScript in into Shona. All right. Okay. Yeah. So it's not that that language is is English. It's not. It's its own language. Uh, so I think uh, perhaps yeah we are not digressing a big deal, but uh, I, I think the this the problem just doesn't start there. It it starts from you know learning mathematics in English. Like kids in Africa need to master English for them to understand mathematics. Yeah. Yeah. So that relationship of, so there are no local language terms for some of the computations and, and stuff. So it becomes increasingly harder. But you see now how inefficient that is. It's quite an interesting thing to, to actually follow, follow up on and, and, and see. I mean, I don't know if there are any people who, are, who see this as a problem and, and want to work on solutions for it. Mm. Yeah, so so it's I, I find that to be to be interesting. But yeah, let's 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 leave the uh, big problems that we don't have solutions for, <laughs> and, and and go back to you know kids 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 learning um, uh, how to how to code. Any per- personally, Rufaro, the youngest person that you know. Who codes? How old are they? Uh, I, I, I personally, yeah, they are, they are, yeah, they are old. But I was thinking of uh, those kids from the Maker Club. I don't know them personally, but um, they are pretty young, <laughs> no? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So by old so, I mean around probably the youngest person would be close to 70, 80, somewhere there. The person that you know personally. So around the same age that you that you started. 
that I started. Yeah, but they could have started earlier. Uh, I'm mm. not sure exactly when they started. Mm. Oh, okay. And for those who didn't know, the the Maker Club, yeah, of course, at, at the Maker Club, there are five much younger kids who, who caught there. So the Maker Club is this awesome place where uh, they teach kids um, how to make stuff. So instead of to, to, to make stuff with their hands, like uh, they, they build hydraulic systems, you know, like just using a series of stringies, uh, mechanical stuff, and, and even electronics, and, uh, and, 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 and they code uh, using such programs as, as, as Scratch and stuff and, and, and elementary robotics. So it's really cool stuff, and, and, and it's kids that are below six, some of them. Um, we get to do this and well props to to the maker club uh we'll add their link into the into, into the notes right Faro? uh yeah we'll definitely do that yeah uh but yeah it's, it's definitely a program that would 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 recommend that you take your kids uh too i mean they have uh, holiday programs and and stuff awesome stuff that they're doing so, so yeah, anyway, the youngest that you know is around 17, mm-hmm. um, but you don't know when, when they started um, to code. Uh, so I just wanted to marry that with what you, what you, where you started, where you said you draw the, the line of importance for you is really around the character traits, the resilience and stuff. Do you see that in in the young people that you know who caught? Oh, yes. Yes, I do. Uh, hmm. Yeah. I, I, I think once you start coding, it's, it's something you can't avoid not to pick up um, as, a, as a trait. Hmm. Because oh, for you... Oh. Yeah. You know, where is the causality? Perhaps, perhaps it's because they are that way and because they are that way they are drawn to coding um it's possible yeah it's it's possible it could be that because a lot of people don't are just scared of coding um and they they never try it but then if you're someone who is uh resilient and persistent you will still be scared uh but you go ahead and get into it and as things get tougher and tougher you just stick because naturally that's who you are. But then there are some people who are on the other end of the spectrum where they're not like that naturally, but they get into the fire and when they come out, <laughs> it's not a fire, um, <laughs> but when they come out on, on the other end, they've gained those traits because of going through the journey of learning how to program. So I wouldn't say it's mm. one, it's one or the other. It's both, and it depends with the person. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, I, I wouldn't know. I, I don't know a lot of coders, to be honest. Uh, I flirted with it uh, when I was, hmm, how old was I? I was, I was older than you were when you started, I think. Uh, it was just after my, my A-levels. Um, so yeah, was just doing really the elementary stuff C, uh, at that time. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I loved it. I mean, I could see how powerful it was. And I had an uncle who was uh, uh, a developer. And, and so, in fact, he, he was paying for my lessons. Uh, so you loved that. What I appreciated about coding is the logic. I, I, I love logic. Eh? So, okay. so to me, like, uh, to get back to that question of, okay, what, how important is it? I think coding becomes similar to philosophy in some way. And that is, it's, it just opens up your mind uh, to reason out in logic. I'm not saying logic is the best way to reason. But it helps. Eh? It's a uh, helpful tool. Mm. You are a logical thinker yourself. I'm too logical. <laughs> <laughs> literal. You're too literal. Yeah. 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 So yeah, and I, and I guess maybe even even in 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 trying to wrap up this conversation, I. I, I if kids are learning this, I think it's also important to, to, to not assume that just because they are learning this, they're going to have a career in, in ICT and building stuff. It's, it's, it's like we, we learn English uh, not because we are going to be linguists or, you know, we're going to be some Authors, people I don't know, authors or teachers or whatever. We learn it so that we can interact with some other world that we are otherwise limited from. Yeah, or create whole uh, new worlds. Um, yeah. Because that's one yeah. of the benefits of learning to program is you become creative. Uh, mm. on how whether it's not just problem solving but you could be designing a whole new thing um mm. so it stimulates your creative juices as well like oh okay how can i make this happen all oh, this 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 and yeah i guess especially in the sense that it 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 provides process to creativity because creativity is normally thought of as this very fluid thing, you know, that's not very tangible. But if you, have, if you learn how to uh, logically construct and deconstruct problems, uh, you begin to realize that creativity itself is very structured. Because some people just get away with being unstructured in their lives uh, by saying they're artists. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, in, like, at the end of the day, art is science, and science is art. So, hmm, what an interesting notion. I feel like a philosopher now. <laughs> yeah. Do, man. Um, so yeah, I did say we, we have to be wrapping up this conversation. Um, yeah, so, so it's, this, this is no way to, an attempt to um, 
to provide answers to these things and stuff. We're just having fun talking about what we think about tech. Um, and this episode of the podcast actually was brought to you by Techzim Markets. Uh, you should visit techzim.co.w forward slash markets um, for just a selection of gadgets and stuff that, that you need that you can buy from there. Um, the particular one that we are focusing on this week is the Xiaomi wireless charger. I won't preempt what it's what it is. Just visit Exim and um, you see. But it's it's quite a, a cool charger. You can charge with a cable, and you can also charge without a cable. So you just shove in your phone, and the uh, so it's, it's wireless power bank, not charger. Dude, okay. you should correct me when you say some of these things. <laughs> I was about to so say, well, you said you're not. When I, when I said what? I was about to say, you said you're not going to explain what it is. <laughs> now you're explaining. Yeah, so it's a wireless power bank. I think it's pretty cool. So you can use it with a cable, and you can also use it without a cable. Just yeah. put it in your pocket together with your phone, and you are charging. Quite, quite an int- interesting product. So check it out from Texan Markets, uh, the Xiaomi Powerless. Wireless. Uh, wireless Power <laughs> yes. Bank. Yeah, wireless I was power about bank. to say Powerless Power Bank. What kind of a Power Bank is that? Yeah. Um, uh, we also have dev kits since we're talking about coding and stuff. So if you have someone who's interested in coding, they can buy a kit where they can build uh, a toy car that's remote controlled, program it and things like that. So you could have fun with your kids with it's uh, weekend, which is kind of like what we were talking about with the maker club. Uh, you could have it at your own house and automate oh, yeah. your house and things like that. So yeah, uh, you can check out some of the development kits that we do have on store. Yeah, and so if you don't know what that is, you can just get in touch with the Texan market team. Um, you have the number for TechZim Market Support WhatsApp number, so they can ask about the the the, the dev kits. Uh, one moment. Yeah, like I know I put you on the spot. Yes, you should yes, have yes. the number always. <laughs> it did. Um, so that would be plus two six three seven one five zero seven one one nine nine. Plus two six three. Seven one five zero seven one one nine nine. So you can WhatsApp that number just to um, find out about the dev kits. Um, perhaps you want to know how they work and how you can do projects with your kids just to build really basic stuff. Like you, like you're saying, a toy car that's remote controlled and you can program and, and do funny things. It's, it's really, uh, yeah. This is the skills. Yeah, I'm excited we did this. So this is a good place to end, Rufaro. Um, it was really cool hanging out with you. Likewise, likewise. Uh, until the next time. All right. So to the audience, thank you for joining us this week. Catch you next time. And I hope we're improving. And yeah, tell your friends to subscribe as you subscribe. Bye. Bye.